I'm excited to announce our upcoming 2023 Banking with Life client-only event. It's going to happen in mid-October of 2023. It's going to happen downtown Fort Worth, Texas. Our whole team will be there. The team has been working very hard to make this an event that's not to be missed. I'll be there, have an opportunity to meet me, have an opportunity to meet the team. I'm going to be speaking. We'll have other guest speakers, and you'll have the opportunity to meet a room full of like-minded people people. Think about that. A room full of people that are practicing becoming their own banker. They are practicing the infinite banking concept. You'll have the opportunity to meet with them and share with them. You got to be somewhere. You might as well be there. In this episode, my friends Matt and Morgan fly in from Georgia and they sit down with me to share with us their experience with the infinite banking concept over the last 12 months. We kind of get into the discipline that's required to practice becoming your own banker and the rewards that follow. We had a good time and I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. Welcome to the Banking with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery, and I'm always excited when we have friends come in to the uh epicenter of the uh, Bank with Live podcast. Today is no different. As a matter of fact, I'm really excited today because of our guests, Matt and Morgan are here from Georgia and they're, you know, just going to have a lovely conversation with me and share how they got exposed to the infinite banking concept <clears throat> and everything else that they're willing to share with us. And you're invited to listen. Thank you for listening. All right. Welcome, Matt. Morgan, how are y'all? Hey, James. Thank you. We're doing fantastic. Excited well, to be here. Yes. Excited to be here. Perfect. I'm excited y'all are here. Now, we've known each other or we met, you know, over the Internet, through the phone for about a year. Yeah. A little over a year. A little over a year. Yep. And, uh, and I don't want to get ahead. So just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and and really the culmination of all the events oh my goodness that took place prior <laughs> That's to a lot. getting here that's a lot do you want to start why babe? don't you start you want me to start yeah start with your search for your quest for truth quest for truth oh man I, I, it seems like that's just the common thing that everyone that ends up here is, is on a quest for the truth you know um so for me it's it's not a lot not a whole lot different than everyone else i've heard um for me it was about four years ago i just started you know waking up to the you know there's more going on in the world that i don't know about you know and uh, <laughs> that's kind of the you know leads from one rabbit hole to another some of it's true some of it who knows if it's true right right um but the the big question that really set me off was um who controls the world and how are they doing it mm. That's a big rabbit hole right there, Oh, sir. my goodness. There's some... <laughs> yeah, I'll save you from going down those rabbit holes. But ultimately, um, you know, everyone feels the financial pressure. You know, how come I'm not farther in life? You know, how come I'm not, you know, wealthy? I'm, I'm you know, I'm 37 now. How am I not... Why well, am I not wealthy? And, and, you, and you feel the financial pressure. You just feel that I don't know what I should know mm. because I'm getting my butt kicked. You know, it was what it feels like, just the financial pressure, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I speak for myself, but that was that was for me. So I started waking up to the fact that um, I needed to improve my financial education. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so... Well, can I insert something Yeah, go here? ahead, man. Yeah. It was really interesting because we met four years ago, really four or five years ago. So mm -hmm. this quest that he started it really was when we were dating and then right when we got married to when is when this he kind of 
Yeah, it was, (laughs) you know, just consuming all of this information. But for me, it really, I think the, um, so we have a martial arts background. He has a a martial arts background. And I think a shift that happened for him was, okay, I want to know how to protect my family, Mm -hmm. you know, in the physical realm. But I also, it was kind of the shift to how do I protect them you know, yeah. and finances <clears throat> and from, you know, the forces, you know, at B and, yeah, that's, you know, the unseen. Absolutely. That's so, a good point. Um, yeah. You know, you, that really drove, I think the passion is what drove, you know, his urgency to. to yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, if you, if you love people, you you are, you feel compelled to protect and serve mm-hmm. those that you love. And as a martial artist, you know, I mean, two different black belts you know i was obsessed with martial arts and it was and in my younger mind in my 20s i'm fighting this evil this darkness you know somewhere that it's not manifesting in the physical you know so i'm like well where is the war where is where is the war going on that i can fight the good fight per se and um and it just every every door i started knocking it started coming down to economics Mm-hmm. Economic. The, oh, oh my goodness. Well, I don't know jack about economics. Let me start studying there where some stuff's really happening. Um, and so that's kind of That's what, very interesting. I like it. Yeah. So as a martial artist, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, warfare strategies. And, and so, and it come to find out that banking is a superior position in economics. How how did you get to that? I mean, you're, oh, you know, you're trying to protect your family, and, yeah, you know, physically and then financially, and going down the rabbit hole on on the internet. Books, oh, yeah, videos. so books, yeah. So I just started really buying a lot of books. Yeah. You know, Amazon has a. <laughs> I see the bill and freak out. <laughs> you spent how many thousands of dollars? Uh, thousands. I'm telling you, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars, and I'll throw out a number: at least thirty thousand or more on your education. On my education, privately, outside of college, outside of just yeah. knowing that <clears throat> that wisdom is the most important thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, that's that's impressive. And then, you know, and it, it's it's biblical, right? Yeah. You know, whatever you do, get knowledge, get insight, get wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Crying I in the streets, young man. So I so that's it. You know, get insight, get knowledge, get wisdom. OK, well, man, where do you even start? Yeah. yeah. Where do you even start? Um, and so I wanted to build wealth, wanted to build legacy, wanted to provide for those that um, that I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and so that's where it started. Buying books, everything I could find. I mean, I. I there's a lot of great books out there, um, but if you kind of this one, that one, that book right there. Where along that thirty thousand dollar expenditure did you spend twenty bucks yeah, on this one? You I know, mean, if you <laughs> yeah. So it's um, so that one right there was um, was the book that really started switching some things for me. So did you see the uh, banking theme in the economics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of stuff that I had to weed through to get to that book and and really define you, James. Um, So it was, uh, let's see, where's a good spot to start? Um, 
I'm still digesting the $30,000 expensive. Oh, gosh. Was, you know, did this just pop up on Amazon for you, or did you? Yeah, it became uh, it became one of those suggested books, yeah. you know, recommended books that, that Amazon. And you're in a buying mode. I'm in a buying buy. mode, becoming <laughs> your own banker. You know, so I was going down this rabbit hole, so yep. back to the rabbit hole, um, and I was at war with the banks. I was like, oh, my gosh, the banks are, they're evil. They're beating us up. They're, they're. They're killing us. They're, you know, all the fraud, you know. So I, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, to save you guys from that. But I was at war. I, I kind of declared war on the banks. I'm going to beat the banks. I'm going to, you know, I hate banking. And uh, so I went from an anger standpoint to, oh, no, actually, they're just, they're just doing things economically that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it was that book that showed me no banking is not evil. The process of banking is fantastic. You just don't know how to do it and you're not doing it for yourself. And you've given over the banking function to, um, you know, other parties who are not serving your interest. So, so yeah, so I went through, um, uh, reading this book. God love, so, God love this Nelson. is about four years ago. Oh, this is about four years right, ago. So. Um, reading, reading, reading. You know, probably two years ago is when I find Nelson's book. Okay, um, that's about right. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. I'd say so. Was you Morgan just thinking, "Oh my gosh, just another book"? <laughs> She's <so>. like, <laughs> "God well, I'm help just my I'm just praying because it's you know I, we're very different in that I'm very much a rule follower. So you know, I just had my head down online, just doing like everybody else, and you know, why does this have to be complicated? Why can't we just you know? And you know, obviously now I thank God, you know that you know I married Matt, and he's so different, and it's easy for him even to be outside of the box and think outside the box and challenge what's normal in society you know but i was i was just praying this whole time okay please put him on the right information lord because we didn't really have anybody else around us that was necessarily um you know like when he started studying law and just some of the topics that we didn't have anybody around us to take him by the hand and so i was just praying you know God, please send him a mentor. That was my main prayer. Please send him a mentor. And so, um, and please keep him out of jail. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not a real follower. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you know, no. just, I don't mean that in, you know, the, just in that, you know, God, show us not where we can, where we can escape the system and show us, you know, where we need to learn <clears throat> how to play by the systems. Mm-hmm. You know, other rules, right? You know, that's so right. that's, that's right. kind of my and um. So yeah, you want to pick back up from? No, nah, I'm glad that you shared that because um, I'm very thankful for your prayers. I mean, that really matters. Um, so. well, and he would share, you know, what he was learning with me, and you know, so I'm just. I'm just, just listening. I'm, well, I'm taking it in. And, you know, I don't have a background in economics or finance. So, you know, I, you know, it was more of me relying on my woman's intuition and just, yep. you know, the Lord just praying for discernment. Okay, God, show us, you know. And, um, yeah, it was when, by the time he met you guys and met you, it was really, um, I think it was more than intuition. It really was just, like a knowing in my spirit like this is this god's answering my prayer wow you know when 
when you literally offered to be his mentor and that was like the main thing that I had been praying for mm-hmm. you know I just offered that time. up well, and it was yeah, yeah. like you have yeah, you no know. idea just <laughs> it was it was you were an answer to our prayers well thank you very much for that <clears throat> so that but that was two years into yeah. research and mm-hmm. two years down into this mm-hmm. and you're praying for him the whole time that oh yeah mm-hmm. doesn't fall off a cliff and, <laughs> yeah. and down and too yeah. deep into the rabbit yeah. hole yeah. And can't yeah. get out and so that's awesome yeah i mean so it, and it's hard to know where to start sometimes with your story because there really is so much that's oh, happening, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but a little bit about my background, you know, what do I do, where I'm from. You know, I started out, um, uh, graduated from UGA. Uh, before all that, kind of uh, just really trying to figure out what being a man was like. And so I really clung to the whole idea of being a warrior. You know, what does that mean? Almost went in the military like so many times. Uh, thankfully, had a mentor there. Got involved in martial arts. I got addicted to martial arts, and and so I was big into martial arts. So became a full time instructor. That was my thing. Uh, didn't pay very good. <laughs> and then so then I moved to just um, became a firefighter, EMT for for Athens, Georgia. A um, lot of great experience there. Great guys there. Um, and then started building a. Uh, insurance business on the side with my brother it was something that he was doing um successful and mostly with medicare not so much life insurance and so um i knew just enough about life insurance to know that it was a good thing so i didn't really have the whole i never really bought into some of the dave ramsey stuff but can, say, can i say that you can say whatever you want okay so bless how, you dave <laughs> but yeah. No, I mean, you know, we should not be, you know, the debtor servant to the lender. And he'll show you how to get out of debt. He'll take you right up to the water and just damn near drown you, my opinion. Yep. Um, yep. But there is good in, you know, getting out of debt. No question. Sure. Um, but to demonize life insurance, you know, is in there, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, totally agreed. So how long were you in Medicare? And where was that in your journey two and a half years into getting this? So, yeah, so I was um, full-time, you know, professional firefighter, you know, working 24 and then off 48. And on that 48, I was um, a Medicare broker, advisor. And I've been, still am licensed. I do still have some clients, but um, quite a few clients. It's a, uh, I was building that business for about three years, firefighting for six years, just recently, last year. I got it. Went out on business, you know, ventures for myself, and Morgan's joined me full time, and it's been great. What did you do last year? What, what was this change? What, what, uh, well, um, thankfully, you know, I just I didn't have any debt, and I was just just fast forwarding my life, you know, and figuring out I've got no, we've got no kids, no debt. Now's the best time for me to become my, you know, to do entrepreneurial avenues. Okay, and so. You know, like a lot of people, got into some real estate stuff, found some success there, and um, just really love this, uh, you know, becoming your own banker thing. This concept, the infinite banking concept, is fantastic. I love it. Um, want to know more? So, want to keep doing it and teach it, train it, live it, breathe it. Perfect. Okay, so, so you read the book, yeah, all right, and yeah. then what'd you do? And so you're doing the real estate, and you're doing a, an entrepreneurial shift, right? Right. Because you're young, you have the opportunity. Um, so where did it go from there? You know, so you read the book, you've done some real estate. Yeah. Morgan's 
y'all are working She's, together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even before all that, I, I had to find someone that I could trust to help me out with a, a policy. Like I, that was the the foundation. You know, Nelson's book, I just was like, man, if I'm going to build an empire or a wealth, if I'm going to build wealth, this has to be, this book right here has to be the foundation that I build it on. And you you got that from reading the book. I got that from reading the book. All of the other other books that were not Nelson's book, you know. I got it. Um, And so I was like, well, this is the foundation. This has to be it. This is what the entire empire will be built on. And like uh, you building empires. I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With a praying wife. What could go wrong? Not much. <laughs> well, I got to have a praying wife, right? Yeah. Need that. Yeah. Uh, to all you guys out there, highly recommend. If you don't have one, get one, is what he's saying. I mean, That's what I'm, I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. I tell women, listen, if you don't have a wife, you need to get one. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 they, they are great helpers. I'm they telling are, you. I'm telling you. Um, so, so thankful for that woman. Um, so yeah. So anyway, I I needed to find somebody that I could trust to set up this policy. And um, again, I like I said, I I had gone to a couple other people out there that are you know good at the whole click funnel thing. Did you, know, you go you just, like somebody local? You're in the you're in the insurance industry, so yeah. you know well, did, the people that I knew in the insurance industry. Um, I just honestly didn't really trust that no. you know as far as the life insurance portion you know this is to me what nelson was talking about is a very high level very unconventional yeah you know type of life insurance message mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to find really anywhere else um so so i went looking online <laughs> that's naturally that's what you do um and then i found a lot of the ones that were easy to find yeah i found a lot of noise out there james a lot of noise but you didn't surely didn't know that did you i had no, no, I had you... no idea and you know and you you hear other um, people out there saying the infinite banking concept. They're trying to rename it. All kinds of other things now. The, you know, in my opinion, bastardizing Nelson's message. Sorry, yeah, you some know. buzzwords. And, uh, yeah, some buzzwords. You know, the marketing. They were, you know, hey, oh yeah, you know, and and so I went through the process of a couple other um, companies, insurance guys, and when it got down to okay, I'm I'm meeting them face to face. They're they're trying to show me this policy, and the, oh yeah, the numbers look good. Right. I mean, they can always mess with the numbers and make the numbers look good. Sure. You know, um, but it just didn't feel right, James. I, every time I had, I got in that, you know, one on one with the agent, I didn't hear Nelson. Mm. I did not hear what Nelson was preaching and teaching. You know, they made just name drop Nelson. But again, I wasn't hearing what I read in that book. And to me, those were like red flags. And I'm like, uh, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Like I, they're talking, they're showing me numbers, but it's just they're rushing me through the process. They're not talking about becoming your own banker. The whole point mm. of Nelson's message is becoming your own banker. And I, I wasn't getting any of that. Didn't hear, didn't hear that. And so that was the red flags. And I was like, I'm, Next, mm-hmm. you know, not not gonna, nope. Next, and eventually, um, I just got exhausted, James. I'm gonna be honest. I got really tired of trying to just cut through all of the mess out there. And um, what really set me off was like, okay, I don't know who else to trust, but 
I'm gonna I'm gonna find the guy that wrote this book. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find the guy. And so I was like, you know what? Forget that. I'm gonna go to the source. I'm gonna go to the source of the infinite banking concept. And where is Nelson? Let me find him. And you know, God re- God bless him. You know, I, I wish I had met met him. You know, um, he's like, oh man, come find out Nelson had passed, and that was really sad. And I was like, man, I was sad. I was really sad. Um, but then for me, it was okay. Surely Nelson had a protege. Surely Nelson had passed the mantle to someone else. And it was for me that was, well, that's the guy I want to talk to. You know, who was it that was, who knew Nelson best? Who knew, who really knew Nelson and was mentored by Nelson? That's where I'm going. And, you know, thankfully, you know, thankfully you're putting out content. Um, I, I was able to do some, do some research that I like to do and had a praying wife and those two things, you know, all that came together. So, you know, that's why, you know, I chose, I was like, yep. I appreciate you sharing that. Yep, absolutely. And Nelson mentored a lot of people. There's no question. There's a lot of good people out there, you know, promoting the idea that you can sure. become your own banker. Yep. But I don't think it was just happenstance that, you know, we connected, but. So you went yeah. through a couple. Yep, went through a couple. And you, so you go to Birmingham, Alabama, looking, you know, you wind up there. Right, absolutely. Online, Nelson Nash Institute. Right. Exactly. Find out that he graduated. Then it's like, who else? And then, you know, our content just coming up. Yeah, Recommended yeah. reading or, or uh, watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually went through a couple of the, um, you know, if you go to the Nelson Nash Institute, you'll find there's a practitioner finder on there. You'll right. find some people that are authorized to do the infinite banking concept. Um, and no offense to anybody that's in the state of Georgia. I know there's a couple of you there. Um, I just didn't, just wasn't sitting right with me. And so I, um, you know, found you and it was, uh Yeah. So, was that a challenge? I mean, yeah, so that, was, were, that was a challenge. So even in so, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, you get on here. You don't want to offend anybody. But no, no, we're not. Not, not, to not every. Not everybody. It is equal. So I have my martial arts background has shaped my thinking that, um, you know, even in the martial arts world, not all black belts are equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> and so I know, based off of my training, you know. If you want to be the master, you have to find the one who's who truly is a master and truly is a sk- yeah. who who has the skill that you want to associate with. Yeah, and um, and skill can only be, you know, you can only get skill through experience, time, and who has discipline, the discipline, yeah. and study, and who you know how much how much do you know about what you know? Yeah. And so I knew that, and I knew that not all. You know, not everyone in the industry is the same. No. By far. And, you know, in the life insurance world, good Lord, I mean, it's how many people are in life insurance? Uh, the last I checked several years ago is about 35, 36,000. Yeah. So, you know, wait, that's not true. 336. 300. Yeah. 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 Oh There's a goodness. lot. There's a lot. A lot. <clears throat> All right, so you, you sure didn't like look at a video, watch a video of me and say, oh, that's, you know, he's a master. I mean, so, and then, but wait, you were looking locally at first. and Locally. Were you, yeah. were you looking locally in Georgia? You know, mm-hmm. did you go to their offices physically or what? No, I just, I totally made an online judgment based off okay. of, the, you know, their, 
branding their image you know what information i could find right. you know um and it didn't really seem like anyone was really trying to um get this message out there i got you and so is it was it a challenge or a hesitancy to work with somebody you know several states away over uh, the phone through the internet no I'm not so not as much for me um i can see how that would be a challenge you know t- to think that well, I live in Georgia. I got to deal with somebody in Georgia, right. you know. Um, but I knew enough about insurance to know that, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was I need to go to somebody that I can trust to build the legacies, to build the wealth on it. And so, um, so yeah, that's why I'm here. Cool. I, I appreciate that. So <clears throat> you, like, called us or reached out to us, and maybe we had a couple of phone calls. I mean, I really don't remember. I remember y'all, but I don't remember, you know, the details. So did we have a few phone calls, or what did we do? Was yeah, the process yeah, easy, I, hard? The process or? was really easy. I just filled out the thing online. I mean, it was a really simple process, and yeah. I think I talked to, you know, had a phone call, you know, one of those phone calls where they're, they're really, I could tell they're really trying to gauge the situation, like how, okay, because every situation is unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they were trying to, okay, well, I'm going to ask you some questions. A <laughs> you, lot of questions. I'm going to ask right? you a lot of questions. <laughs> and, um, and then it, I could, I knew that they weren't trying to just, they were trying to understand my situation yeah. so that they could actually help me get in the right spot. Yeah. Uh, because these, these policies are, you know, you can really customize them absolutely to the individual, and everybody's situation is different. So it, it is a um, when they say it's a specially engineered policy, it is, and it has to be because all so they don't all look alike. They, they don't all look like a lot. No, they, well, they shouldn't because we're right. all unique. Um, sounds so communistic if they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so just kind of the onboarding. Uh, that was was really easy. Um, everybody was super nice. I, I, it just kind of felt like home, you know. Just the whole process was was easy. Perfect. And yeah. so, did you? Did you? Uh, well, I mean, it, we ask it when people engage with us. We get their background. Part of that is, you know, are you an agent? Are you working with other people? What are you doing? And if you're working with other people, you go through their process, either become a client or not. And mm-hmm. if you don't, then you know, come back and. Um, so you had to have disclosed that you were an agent because I did. You asked I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, and I'm. I don't say I'm harsh on it. I got a special place in my heart for agents, but my tolerance goes way down very quickly if they're not very straightforward and. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in love. Okay. So. Yeah. But you had to disclose. Oh yeah, that. I disclose. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm an agent. I'm licensed. You know, but I'm mostly with Medicare doing that yeah. um disclosed all that and um for me it was no i want i want james to be my agent and it was and i also disclosed too that i had checked out other sources and i was you know i sat through some other yeah. uh, other people claiming to do the infinite banking concept come find out they were not the authorized practitioners oh <laughs> yeah well, huh. 2020 huh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, well, you're so probably I, so ahead of the, going to the source, you know. So yeah. I'm, so and I know that there's there's a lot. Again, there's a lot more to know, you know, about this. You know, how much do you really know about what you know? And so, uh, again, if I like to go back to the framework of if I'm in martial arts training, who do I want to teach me the martial art? Well, it. I'm taking up a new another martial art in the economic realms of becoming your own banker. 
who do I want to teach me and and you know who do I want to be my sensei in that and again here he is here he is guys James Nethery so I like I I appreciate that and um, was it you know maybe from your reading that you could spot what was like this is not Nelson I'm not hearing Nelson because you've read and because of the background the the reading and research that you've done it really didn't take you I mean I know you're a gracious man so you know you weren't rude or anything but gently <laughs> swiping left right, right yeah. to the next one um, yeah um, that's definitely the case you know if yeah. you read Nelson's book um, you know for me it was you know, I had a mentor of mine say that you know you study the truth if you know the truth then you can spot a lie from a mile away a mile away, a mile away. Yeah. and um, so again that book you know I don't want to compare it to the Bible but it's got some, a lot of similarities it's got, economics is it, foundational truth it's right a there. foundational truth when economics and so at the you and me level at the, all yeah, the at the individual and, level yeah. okay at the individual level which is the only level that you can be on guys I mean it Right? It's the only level that I can be on. I'm not going to be anyway. And so, um, so, so yeah, so I read the book. And if you know the principles that are in that book, then you got to know what to do. Yeah. You know what's going on. You know what's going on. Part of your journey there, looking for the truth and going down the rabbit hole, seeking the truth and becoming more and more aware of what's really going on. And then. Yeah. When you see what's going on, and you don't know what to do. So, can I see this book again? Definitely. So, if I so this is this is I'm a visual guy. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm studying this book and I'm knowing, okay, this is the original. This is the original right here. This is the original. Okay. So I'm reading this original. I'm studying the original. All right. Then if a counterfeit comes along, I can spot it. Yeah. I can spot it. And so that's what was happening, and that's what helped ultimately, I think, saved me from making a bad choice in another place. You know, going somewhere, going somewhere else. Um, so well, and now I know why you you asked the question. You know, before you become a client, have you read Becoming Your Own Banker? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, and that's important. So, Just and I get people. You know, it's, uh, some people don't like to read. Most people don't have time to read, and I get all that. But you know, Nelson printed this in two thousand. I became a life insurance agent in 1964. Yeah. Right. He quit writing life insurance as an agent outside of his family when he printed that book. Right. So prior to 1964, he's a forester, you know, uh, an investor in real estate, timberland, educated as a forester, mm-hmm. been buying life insurance and paying for it since he was 14 years old. I mean, the guy knew something about life insurance. And he was an Austrian economist. Mm-hmm. So here he is, you know, know something about natural law and forestry, long-term thinking, know something about Austrian economics, economics. I think they have it more right than any one of all the schools of economic thought. Agreed. And then his brother was a life insurance agent. He talks a lot about his 1959 state farm policy, right? Mm-hmm. Used it in his presentations an awful lot. Becomes an agent in 64. Very successful life insurance agent for uh, two of the greatest uh, mutual companies. One demutualized since then. You know, I don't know how much life insurance a guy has been caused 
to be written. I mean, I know it's a lot. (laughs) I know. I was told a couple of years ago. I know it's not about me. I'm just saying that uh, I've written and in force over a billion dollars in death benefit. You have? One guy. Me. You. One guy. That's a big number. (laughs) It's a government number, ain't it? (laughs) I mean, so if I'm one guy. That's a big number. It is. It's a big number. I was kind of surprised when I heard it. but yeah. I mean, he's caused a lot of life insurance to be written, and oh, the man. guy knew an awful lot about life insurance, yeah. right? Yeah. And and then he writes a book, ninety-two pages, big print, lots of illustrations, blank pages, and yeah. If and it takes maybe three or four hours to read that book. I'm a slow reader. Same, right? Yeah, I'm a slow reader. Um, might even have to read it twice, and it's okay to read it two or I three did. times. I, I look the first time I read this book. Yeah, the I had that like. You know, yeah. I say it. It was. It's counterintuitive to the way you think. Absolutely, and it's the exact opposite uh, of what to do with your money. It's the exact opposite of what you're told to do with your money. That's what you money. know. That's part of what was so hard getting to this point was like unlearning yeah. what I had learned, which is you know. And then if you start going down this, there's a lot of people right next to you that'll tell you you're crazy. Oh, all of them. <laughs> Unless they know what you know. Unless, Unless they, they know what you know. What you read. Yeah, exactly. You so, almost can't talk about it. No, you, you almost can't. And then it was, it's a fight, guys. I mean, for me, it is a fight to get to this point where you're implementing this. Yeah. Even at a small level. And I would encourage anyone to start no matter how small you think Absolutely. it is. You know, you got to start where you're at. It doesn't matter. I had a conversation with a guy coming in this morning. So I have a phone stuck in my ear when I get up, you know, and drive to work. I have a phone stuck in my ear when I'm driving home and. And this guy happens to be in the industry, and uh, we were talking about policies and the amount of uninsured people in America is like 110 million, uninsured or underinsured. Wow. And then in applying that to the infinite banking concept, and, and my encouragement to him was, um, you know, every policy doesn't need to be 10, 15, 20, 30, 100, a million dollar premium. Right. And if you could do it, you should, right? But you should know about it before you do. But everybody, all of those. Okay, so the conversation went along the lines of how many of those uninsured, underinsured people do you think, you know, are insurable or would need life insurance? Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, 110 million, uh, 110 million people underinsured or uninsured. And he said, what do you think about 25 million, 30 million? And I said, no. I said every policy doesn't have to be big. You can start at two fifty a month, five hundred a month, seven fifty right. a month, or That's whatever. Right. It's a legitimate number wherever you're at. And then I think out of all those, maybe eighty percent of them should do this, or they should at least be aware of it. Absolutely. And so, uh, and Nelson and I, we'd always talk, and it was from him. What are you doing, Nelson? Oh, I'm pushing back the frontiers of ignorance. You know, what are you doing? I'm pushing back the frontiers of ignorance, <laughs> or expanding the frontiers of knowledge. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. You know, going back to Nelson's history there and then this book being in print in 2000, um, if you, if it's your, I mean, I'll have a 20 minute conversation with anybody, right. but to go much past that, you have to read the book. If you're not willing and you don't care, why should I care? 100%. Right? And then I can't convey what Nelson did. I mean, here we're going to talk maybe 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And, you know, there's over 100 hours of videos out there and, um, all the talks that you know I've done in the past, I can't convey correct what is in this book. You know, I don't even think I could get it done in ten hours. I don't think anyone could. Nelson could, but 
I mean, that's the importance yeah. of reading that, but you got to have a foundation there because I can't convey what Nelson conveyed in the book. And then right. you can't, like, I can't convey what this, what's in this book to my spouse. Right. You know, and then I've been a life insurance agent for 30-something years. Well, and it, it makes a lot of sense. Important. It makes a lot of sense. You know, you're going to be speaking on deaf ears, ears that can't hear. Exactly. A mind that can't, you know, the, the cup is full. Yeah. <laughs> And you've got you can't put anything in there, right? You know? We got to have a we got to have a, a, a common basis if we're gonna you yeah. know talk about the infinite absolutely absolutely. So it's important. So where where along the line did uh, so when you you called us and you were, you had to be giddy that day, right? If you think you found your sensei, right? In the financial world. <laughs> well, I, well, so so yeah, I he was I was. <laughs> I, I mean, I would be. I was when I met Nelson. I, I was giddy as could be. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh my, this is this is what I've been looking for my whole Fantastic. life. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I knew that. Um, yeah, I got to implement this. Thing. I need to become a client as soon as possible. Um, I need to. Um, implement this personally before I even talk to anyone about it. Yeah. Did we have a conversation about you becoming an agent? Um, you know, I think we did. I had kind of, I just thought about, it. man, this is, everyone needs to know this. Everyone needs to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I'm like, I need to share it. Well, I can't, <laughs> if you, you don't need to share something that you can't back up and that you're not doing personally yeah. and so that was so I hit the pause button on that and decided oh, no I'm going to get a policy and we'll start doing the infinite banking concept of my life personally and um, yeah my daddy used I, want to say, many, I want as many policies as I can get James. yeah well I, I know someone who can help you, know, you so out you could, could you help me I, I can help you out <laughs> yeah uh, my daddy used to say you can't give away what you don't have mm-hmm. you know, that's so true like, yeah absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely true and there's really nothing even complicated about all this no is there no I mean all the the limitations are between your ears there's really nothing complicated about this if you have a basic fundamental understanding of the concept um, and a basic fundamental understanding of mm. life insurance, just to the extent uh, to where you can manage a policy or a series of policies, and then you're you're good to go. I mean, you're golden. It's like, what can you do, you know? And then a little help <clears throat> with other people, you know, along the way. Um, has that been your case? I mean, what have y'all done? Because y'all got a policy about yep. a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he has you, one. I'm working on one now. So, so we're actually actually even coming in here. Now we're getting her policy. I'm getting another policy. Um, just because this was news to me yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, we're while we're here. Can while we we're this? here, business is good. Let's yeah. let's cram some capital and some more policies. So I I um I believe you know the message of staying capitalized from what I've heard you guys saying, and I I love getting on the computer logging in and checking on my policy and I'm and I do I'll, uh, he I'll, yelled from the um, business or their um, office space the other day I was in another room he said Morgan my policy grew four dollars today <laughs> you know just well, so excited to. so so yeah I mean it's growing every day it's growing right now yeah. and it's just I love paying my premium I really do you know it's it's one of those things where um, what a what a concept that is! You think that through, you know. It's like I love paying my premium. That is absolutely sincere. You know, I love paying. I'm the same way. I can't wait to pay a premium. Yeah. It's like yeah. you must know something that 
people who don't want to pay a premium or afraid to pay a premium or want to pay a little premium oh don't know. They don't know. Right. They don't know, and they're just not looking at it. They haven't. They're not. They're not sitting at the table looking at it from the perspective that um, that I'm looking at it, or you're looking at it, or that Nelson was looking at it. They just can't see it. Right. They can't see it. If they could, if they could grasp it, they would get excited too. Right. So you feel called to help people like that? Well, I mean, if you love people, you want to help them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't think of a better way to to help someone than economically speaking. It's connected right. to everything we need i mean if you're a human and you eat food and you 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 use things yeah uh you should have appreciation for economics yeah you cannot have freedom without economic freedom i totally agree so that's Um, pretty yeah and i love the ease that i can check on my policy i can pay from online who wants to get up look at their i do i get excited about oh oh, man looking at my policy i'm like and and so i was doing monthly i was uh doing monthly premium yeah and um and I was like, you know what? I think I want to. I switched to doing an annual. Got all that money in somebody else's bank. Thank you very the much. Bank pays dividends. That is it. I'm to like, the owners, not you. Not me. You're sitting over there. And I've how got, long did that take you? Oh, and it's okay. Honestly, but, yeah. It took me a couple months. I'm like, dang it. Yeah. I'm stuck. I got. I got. I got to wait till next year. I was like, I was calling the office. Hey, when can I switch to annual? <laughs> and so they had my uh, policy anniversary date, and I'm counting down the days. I'm not kidding. I'm, I have that date. Set. And I'm not that organized, mm. Emma. No, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't even realize. You that. didn't know that, yeah. So I was counting down the days, waiting for me to be able to take that chunk of capital and put it in that policy. And you, for the whole you year. probably do online banking and all that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. So um, you're just waiting to push the button. Waiting to push. <laughs> waiting to push the button. Waiting to send. You know, put capital on that policy, and um, and again, knowing that. I can take that out almost any time I want. Yeah. If an opportunity comes along, you know, great. It, so, look, you can get mad and quit anytime, and you can look into the future, even though there's some non-guaranteed components of a life insurance policy, right. mutual, you know, <clears throat> dividend paying. The dividend is not guaranteed. But, um, you know, when you're working with companies that have never failed to pay a dividend in over 100 years, I mean, you can have a pretty accurate – uh, knowing and understanding of when you can get mad and quit and walk away with everything that you put in. Right. And then the loss would be, you know, the time value of money, but then you would have paid for that experience and we all pay for our education. Mm-hmm. Um, or, so you don't get mad and quit and you don't take everything out, then you can just collateralize it and borrow against it while it's sitting there still earning interest and dividends, you know, lack of terminology, the interest credits, that base, the the cash value must equal the face amount at age 120. So just by construct, the cash value increases every year. And we can always look back and figure out a rate of return and blah, blah, blah. But it's going one way. The value is going, going up. up. It's only going up. And so you can borrow against that on demand. On demand. And it doesn't interrupt that increasing Click compounding. Of Click of a yeah. button. And then, as you said, take advantage of an opportunity. Take advantage of an opportunity. And I've heard it said, you guys have said it many times, that capital attracts opportunity. It does. Oh, absolutely. When you know that you've got capital just sitting there, and it's doing good, by the way. It goes, it's growing every day. When I don't know, for me, paying annually, like I see it grow every day. Yeah. Um, And it's doing great there. It's doing really good there. And... um, so then it increases your ability to even vet 
an opportunity. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If if it's yeah. not like a too good to be true, yeah. you know, awesome opportunity. Um, no, nah, uh, you're good. Like, you're good, Capital. You just sit right there. You just sit right there. <laughs> I like there. looking at you every I day. I like looking at you. I do. I really do. I love looking at you growing. Uh, and knowing, you know, here's what's really cool, though. Um, this, is, this is just helping me think, rethink my thinking. Love you, Nelson. Um, rethinking my thinking. Absolutely. Um, the death benefit. I love that, too. I love the death benefit, too. And what I think about the death benefit is like a, if, if my goal was wealth, okay, mm-hmm. then the death benefit's almost like a target. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I've, I want to set a goal. My goal is I want to, you know, my goal is let's say I just want to have a million dollars. All right, I'll just keep the numbers small. Let's say my goal, I want to have a million dollars. Keep numbers small. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this day and age, right? Yeah. Million's not what it used Thank to be. Thank you. Right? I know. Um, let's just want to have a. Uh, I want to get to a million dollars in wealth, right? And so if, if you're on your wealth building journey, you're setting off for, all right, I want to build wealth for my family. I want to have, I want to be able to leave this amount when I, you know, wise man leaves an inheritance to its children's children. I read that somewhere too. Yeah. If I want, if my goal is a is million dollars in capital that I want to be able to get to, the death benefit ensures that I get there. As long as you pay the premium. As long as I pay the so, premium. So 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 what you're telling me is that if I keep making my my premium, you know, I have a big goal, the big goal being a million, mm-hmm. okay, and I chop that up into small goals, mm-hmm. then you're telling me I have a yearly goal. Now tell me, does that does that do anything? I mean, two black belts, you there's some discipline there. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Does that you know, premium, scheduled premium. I don't care if it's monthly or annually. Yep. Does that do anything to your discipline and your actions and the way you think? Oh, absolutely. About a premium is absolutely. like, not afraid to pay a premium. Actually want to pay a premium. I want to. It is actually incentivizes me because I love it and I know the power of it. Yeah. I'm actually creating more incentive for me to be more productive. Yeah. Certain mm-hmm. amount of pressure, huh? Yeah. And, and... Mm-hmm. I'm also incentivized to be healthy. What? Well, yeah. Win-win. No win. Can, yeah. can you imagine that? And if I wasn't healthy, right, and didn't know it, first way to find out, an easy way to find out is <laughs> to uh, go through underwriting. The underwriters will tell you. Yeah. Right? And then, so, that, I mean, you know, I jest about it, but we have that conversation probably at least once or twice a month. Typically a man, middle-aged man, doesn't want to go to the doctor. I get it. I'm one. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I do go to the doctor. Whatever, sleep apnea, heart arrhythmia, whatever the situation is, my numbers aren't cholesterol, you know, blood sugar, A1Cs, and I, I know the numbers, and I know I'm not healthy, and I don't want to go to the doctor to have it confirmed, you know. Uh, but then they like the idea of becoming an old banker, so they go through the underwriting process, and then they get stared right in the face. No, you cannot have life insurance. You don't wow. qualify for life insurance. You know, health-wise, mm-hmm. so or you're highly rated. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, you can have it, but you got to pay a higher cost per thousand of death benefit to get it. And uh, sometimes these people, I'm saying the guy knows, you know, he's avoiding the doctor. But sometimes these people don't know. Mm-hmm. Then they go find right. out. Yeah, and you, you can. I mean, uh, then trying to do this almost just saved their life. 
Well, it, is it, that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is uh, because they want to do this and they go through underwriting, they might find out that they have an issue that they were unaware of, and therefore they have an opportunity to correct that issue yeah. mm-hmm. and maybe live longer. That's good. Yeah. That's right. absolutely true. Yeah, Very powerful. Good. That is yeah. powerful. It is. Um, yeah, I just love how the interests are aligned yeah. in such beautiful harmony. You know, life insurance companies, they want you to live a long, healthy life. Right. Who doesn't want to live a long, healthy life? Right. And who doesn't want to be wealthy? Who doesn't want to be wealthy? Right. Wealthy and healthy, they go together. Right. The right. wealth doesn't matter if you don't have your health. That's doesn't right. Matter. Um, I, I did want to say one thing, though, as far as one of the points I was trying to make um, that I love about the life insurance. If my target number is a million, mm-hmm. you know, if something tragic happens along my journey of 30 years trying to get there, that's okay. The life insurance got me covered. My wife's going to get it. Mm-hmm. My loved ones that I was going to leave it to anyway are going to get it. Mm-hmm. I love the death benefit. Are you kidding me? Right. I love it. If you look at the construct of life insurance, you know, you say, well, you, you know, what's your estate value, you know, assets, liabilities, net worth, you know, here's the value of the estate that you're going to leave behind. And, you know, a lot of people are negative in America, right? They don't have anything, net, net, net. There's right. no estate value. So life insurance creates that immediate estate, right? So a stroke of a pen, right? <laughs> I mean, really is what it boils down to. You got to be healthy. You got to go through underwriting and all that. But um, so therefore, you're set out on your path to accumulate this wealth. But if you graduate early, That's oh right. my gosh, it's there. Only through life insurance, there's not another financial product on the face of the earth that has all of the characteristics that life insurance does. It doesn't exist. And then I, when you look at those characteristics, nope. they have more characteristics of a banking entity than even life insurance. 100%. And that's what Nelson you know, discovered. It's like, my gosh, what's wrong with this? And it's been here the whole time. Yeah. It's been in front of us the whole time. Yeah. And we thank, thank you, Nelson. Yeah. Bastardize, you know, the, the stepchild of the financial world, you know, the, the bad, evil companies, the high commissions that are paid, the evil people that sell it and promote it. And it's like, wonder why that narrative even exists if we're talking about going down rabbit holes. And I don't necessarily want to drag it down a rabbit hole, but um, why would Wall Street love their quote unquote competition? Why would bond sellers, traders love their competition? You know, why would term promoters? temporary coverage the most profitable product for the life insurance company when it comes to life insurance yep. why would they want to promote it why would they want to subject themselves to the mutual construct and concept of mutuality right why not just let me demutualize or be a stock company where i can play games with numbers on a page and create money through shares of stock and yep. i'm just saying when you really look at the characteristic it's wholesome I mean, it's. I, I've looked at it through almost every. I'm very analytical, and I've looked at it through almost every angle that I can. You know, like where's the weakness in this thing? Oh yeah, you know, you know <laughs> I'm sure you know. Where's the weakness here? You know, and I have yet to find one. Yeah. You know, as far as just from all angles, it is mutually beneficial. That's right. To the company, to, to you, the company, to me, you society. Know, you know, and I'm shifting risk. The the company is actually taking risk. And when you actually want to become your own banker, the whole game is about shifting risk, is it not? I mean, and life insurance, absolutely. Yeah, and life insurance. But I mean, that's a that's a something that banks do is shift <laughs> risk to 
Yeah, well, uh, no question. <laughs> you know, He's like, I'm going to give you a loan and whatever number you want. I'm going to over collateralize that loan. If you want a hundred thousand, I'm going to have to have a hundred and fifty in collateral. Yeah, you know, things could be bad whenever you don't pay the loan because I know you're not going to pay the loan. So I'm going to therefore charge you whatever interest rate there is, and it's higher now than what it what it used to be. And oh wait, on money that didn't exist. So that's how you know fractional reserve banking is evil. Oh, yeah. I'm lending you money that doesn't exist and then oh, charging yeah. interest on it. And you're pledging with your John Henry everything that you own in all of your future productivity. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It's a win hard for the banks. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's like it is so not that, you know, difficult to think through when you see kind of what's going on. Well, I just need a car. You know, I got to go. I can go down to the get a car loan at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or twelve percent, whatever it is. I got to drive that A. Well, if you had some discipline and accumulate some capital, yep, right, then you might find a better deal on a car where you don't have to run down right tomorrow to buy a car, right? And then you control that. Yeah, whole banking function. It's powerful. It, it's life changing. And then when you yeah. say that you're looking, you know, what's wrong with it? I'm telling you, I did it for four. I'm pretty sure it's four years. I'm a life insurance agent, you know, at that time now, <laughs> yeah. 18 years in the business, right? Life insurance business. Because I was 14 before I met Nelson. So I, I buy policies, right? And they're all too small, made every mistake. And, you know, and I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm writing these checks, paying this premium that was too small, and I'm still scrutinizing it, right? What's wrong with this? I'm waiting for the hammer. I'm waiting, and I'm just like you, analytical, very, like, penciling every loan, every dividend, every interest, you know, charge. I'm penciling. Mm -hmm. And if you just do that long enough, do it long-handed, you know, if you – I'm a non-tech guy, right? I don't run Excel spreadsheets, but I'm (laughs) surrounded by Excel ninjas, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I long-handed out a, a real estate deal after about two years. I bought a property. My wife and I bought a property. Um, we financed the down payment through a policy loan, and then we financed the remodeling through a policy nice. loan. I didn't have enough capital. It was all deployed. You know, it was all – I had a, over 90% of the cash values collateralized at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> and I get, I get this note, and I'll do, I'll do it sometime when I'll put everything I've done that I can recall whenever I write a book. But this was a and a longtime banker, you know. I mean, this guy that was my banker at that time, he was a teller when my dad. I mean, he was a teller at the bank my dad banked at years. I knew him for years, and he was a yes man, not a yes man in a bad way. But he would, if you ask him, if you told him, man, I need some money on this. What I'm doing, he would. Well, let's figure out how to make it happen. Right. You know that kind of guy. Everybody should have that kind of guy. Anyway, this particular. Note was a 15-year amortized note with a balloon payment, right? It was six, six, eight, five, or whatever it was, and I paid it for a couple of years, you know, and, and you know, remodel it. And the office, I mean, it looked everything was great, and, and I just long-handed it out, you know, because I was tired of paying payments. You know, you have lines of credit, you mm-hmm. know, notes, mortgages, whatever it is. And, you know, I got tired of managing how many payments that I had to keep up with to other people. And, mm. and because I'm not, you know, overly tech, you know, I mean, you know, you have 10 or 15 notes going, it's like you can miss a payment. Mm. Oh, that's easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Make a late payment. Absolutely. You know? And I got tired of all that and penciled it through it. And man, I paid that note off the 
the next in short order within yeah. the next two weeks and it's like oh my gosh but that was somewhere along um that was about that was somewhere along that four-year period you know somewhere in there where i after that i quit i quit penciling you know i just pay premium take advantage of opportunities finance everything that makes sense to finance yeah and mm-hmm. don't care don't care what your credit score is don't care what the interest rates are How cool is that don't care what the dividend is what's that like it's pretty cool <laughs> it's like i don't care i have to you know what's your credit score i don't know why you know it's like somebody's gonna grade me judge me on some numbers <laughs> you know i get it they're grading you know your sure. history and financial acumen and all that stuff but it's like <clears throat> it's a whole different uh way to live yeah absolutely um it requires discipline you know you, you don't just become your own banker overnight no it's it's a process and and if you haven't laid up capital somewhere then you have no capital to lend to be a banker. You're just chasing a dream. We went a little long in this episode because we were having fun, so we're going to pick it up in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.